What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Toma Todito Show. What a fight that we have on our hands in just a few hours' time. Uh, we're going to see a four-belt unification. There will be an undisputed champion in the 140-pound division. Uh, tonight, in just a few hours, in one corner, you have Scotsman Josh Taylor bringing the WBA, the IBF, and the Ring Magazine title with him. And he's going to put those on the line against none other than Jose Ramirez, who's bringing the WBO and the WBC 140-pound titles. The junior welterweight division has the attention of the world tonight. This is going to be live from Las Vegas at the new Virgin Hotel uh, there in, uh, in Nevada. And it's going to be broadcast free to the public by way of ESPN. You can also catch it on ESPN Plus if you happen to have the app. Uh, ESPN Deportes will also be airing the fight. And what an amazing matchup. Josh Taylor, 17-0, 13 knockouts. The Tartan Tornado, the Scotsman, who is by far, by far, just taking the 140-pound division by storm. If you look at the, the resume that he's put together uh, in such a, a short amount of time, he's got Victor Postol on there. He's got uh, Miguel Vasquez in his resume, who who used to be one of the top contenders and a champion, a former champion. Um, who else does he have on there? Uh, he's got Ivan Baranchik, whom he took the title from, uh, one of the two titles. Regis Progress. At the time that Regis Progress ended up stepping into the ring against Josh Taylor, he was, Regis Progress was highly regarded by, by most in the boxing world as the absolute best 140 pounder in the world. This is a highly regarded boxer out of, uh, out of Louisiana and Josh Taylor outpoints him. It was a very, very intriguing fight. Very good fight. It goes to decision. Josh Taylor had his right eye damaged. So he even to his admission, he was only seen. He had a half vision, uh, for, for the second portion of that fight. A lot of it due to punches, a lot of it due to headbutts. Uh, both of them tend to lean forward and, and fight inside the pocket, more, uh, more body snatcher style fight that they had between Progress and Taylor. Taylor just digs deep. He digs deep. He knows how to, he knows how to, uh, handle himself in, uh, in bloody, bloody waters. He could, he could definitely hold his own and it may very well be a detriment to, uh, uh, it may play against him in this, uh, fight against Ramirez because of that. Taylor seems to be the favorite. In my opinion, he has a little bit more refined. His boxing is a little bit more refined than that of Jose Ramirez. And that's saying a lot because Ramirez is an Olympic boxer. He went to the 2012, he participated in the 2012 Olympics. Um, he's got, he's got high pedigree boxing. But he doesn't seem, it doesn't seem to have translated, uh, into his professional career. At least he's not putting it, uh, fully to work. He's embraced the Mexican style fighting, Ramirez, that is. He likes to come forward. Um, but he puts his punches very well. He puts them together very well. Josh Taylor, in my opinion, has a little bit more of a, of that boxer style, that refined boxing where he utilizes, uh, more of the ring than Ramirez does. Ramirez often finds himself uh, trailing after his opponents, chasing his opponents, and that may very well work to Taylor's favor. Where it's a detriment, the digging deep for Taylor. He likes to meet force with force. 
right? He abandons, he abandons the boxing. He's very good at following the game plan, but he tends to abandon his highest skill, which is boxing. The moment that he feels like he's being threatened by force, he will meet it in the center of the ring. He engages it. And that's where I think Ramirez, if he's able to bait him into that game and they have an inside pocket type fight, I think Ramirez is going to be uh, successful tonight if he's able to bait Taylor into that type of fight. If Taylor boxes him, I see this going to decision. Uh, Jose Ramirez, well, before we jump to Ramirez, Taylor, just look at this last few opponents, right? With the last fight was, uh, was a single round showing last September against Apinun Kong Song. Uh, that was an easy KO win for, for Taylor. But before that, you got Regis Progress, October of 2019, Ivan Baranchik, May of 2019, Ryan Martin, November of 2018, Victor Postal, June of 2018. So from Victor Postal, June of 2018, a year later, he has Ivan Baranchik reaches progress just a little bit over a year uh, where he gets those big names in his resume. Now he gets Jose Carlos Ramirez. This would be the sixth, the sixth champion, undisputed champion. Tonight, we will have the sixth undisputed champion in the four belt era, dating back to Bernard Hopkins, Jermaine Taylor. Alexander Yusik, Bud Crawford in this very same division, Teofimo Lopez, the last to do it. Now we're going to have another one. It's either going to be Ramirez or Taylor tonight. So we move over to the other corner. The WBC WBO champ Jose Carlos Ramirez has 26 wins, undefeated as well, with 17 knockouts. He has as many knockouts as Taylor has wins. Jose Ramirez, in his last few fights, he faced last year, he faced Victor Postal. So both guys share that opponent in common. That was August of 2020. Maurice Hooker, whom we just saw in an awesome, awesome fight earlier this year against Virgil Ortiz in the 147-pound division now. He's campaigning at welterweight. This was in the junior welterweight division when they faced each other. Maurice Hooker, July of 2019. Jose Cepeda. February of 2019, and Antonio Orozco in September of 2018. Those are his last four opponents, big name opponents. Now, we look at Jose Cepeda, who Ramirez had a really, really tough uh, fight that he had to grind out at the very end. Ramirez has Cepeda in his resume. Taylor has Ivan Baranchik in his resume. And if you recall, the fight of the year for 2020 was Cepeda versus Baranchik, when both of these guys just met and dropped each other left and right. It was an amazing fight. Check that fight out if you haven't if you haven't had a chance. That should warm you up for for and prep you for this fight tonight. Jose Cepeda, Ivan Baranchik. Um, what a fight, guys! I mean, holy crap! This is gonna be an awesome showing. Ramirez. Taylor has all the hype behind it, both undefeated fighters, good knockout ratio, and it's it's a you pick 'em type of fight. We could try to we could try to analyze and pick apart the their boxing. Ramirez high pedigree boxing. I think Taylor has a little bit better boxing than Ramirez. That is saying a lot. Uh Ramirez, uh good body snatcher. He's adopted more of the Mexican style, come forward style boxing. Uh he he is a bit of a body snatcher. Taylor has a better percentage by way of body at 24% in success rate when he attacks the body. 
So thinking about that, Taylor's a better uh, better boxer when he attacks the body, or he's more he finds success when he attacks the body more so, more often than Ramirez does. Where's the key for Ramirez to me? Ramirez will win this fight. And by the way, both fighters are guaranteeing knockouts. Taylor has guaranteed to knock out Ramirez, hands down. He's guaranteeing that he's going to knock out and stop Ramirez and get him out of there tonight. Ramirez and Robert Garcia feel that by the 10th round, they're going to break down Josh Taylor. They're going to they're gonna systematically break him down, break him down, break him down, break him down, and try to wear him out. And by the 10th round, they feel like they're going to be able to pull the plug on, on the fight and on Taylor. So something to look out for, right? I see this with Taylor if he if he plays it smart, which is hard because he loves to get in there and just make it dirty and make it a tough fight and grind it out. He likes to dig deep. He likes to find himself in those tough spots and he likes to go to meet force with force. Like I mentioned earlier, if Taylor sticks to his boxing, utilizes the ring, he will outpoint and outclass Ramirez and win a decision. Ramirez the key is to make it an inside type fight. He likes to press forward. That's where Taylor's going to have to stick to his boxing. Allow Ramirez to press forward because he, because Taylor has very, very good footwork. If Taylor ends up coming forward to meet Ramirez by force, Ramirez has very, very strong hands, a stiff jab that often stops opponents in their tracks or even makes them backpedal, makes them stumble. Very, very stiff left jab. He also possesses a lot of power. A lot of power in short distances, in short gaps. So if this is going to be an inside fight, Ramirez generates a lot more power from the inside than from the outside. Hence why he's adopted the style of pushing forward. He puts his punches very well in quick succession. He's very good at the flurry style uh, punching versus Taylor, who's overall better at mixing his attack from body to, to the head and from the head to the body and so forth. He's better from the outside. Ramirez is very good in short distances and, and he has the strength. I think the speed cancels itself for both fighters. They're, they both release their punching or their punches in fairly quick succession. I feel like boxing, distance, footwork is on the side of Taylor. I feel like the punching power and the inside fighting is in the favor of Ramirez. And that would be the key to the fight. If it stays on the inside, I think Ramirez and Garcia will be right and they will break down Taylor. If it stays from the outside and Taylor's able to upset Ramirez, I don't see Ramirez changing changing the style other than coming forward. Once Taylor sets that pace and he keeps seeing them come at him and he just keeps utilizing the ring and the distance, he'll frustrate Ramirez and he may even be able to stop him because that jab, that the, the volume punching of Taylor is constantly damaging his opponents versus the one punch power that Ramirez possesses. So it's going to be a really interesting fight. Ramirez likes to overwhelm, to, uh, to just... Smother, I guess would be the right word. Ramirez has more of a smothering style, a come forward smothering style. Uh, likes to, likes to throw his weight around, uh, and forward pressing on the, uh, on the opponent versus Taylor. Taylor likes to fight more in the center of the ring, more utilizing the spacing. He's not as, uh, as smothering as, 
as Ramirez is, he's more of a finesse type, speed type fighter, delivers his punches in different succession in different manner. I see Taylor uh, pulling this out if he's able to stay on the outside and not engage uh, Ramirez. That is the ideal scenario. What are we going to see? Listen, one beat Baranchik, the other beat Cepeda. When those two opponents faced each other, they produced eight knockdowns uh, or seven knockdowns with the eighth being the final knockout of the fight, ending the fight. Cepeda Baranchik ended up finishing uh, with the fight of the year honors in 2020. And those two opponents and under these two champions' resumes, listen, if boxing math doesn't always work like that, but I think we're in for a treat tonight. ESPN will be broadcasting this. Don't miss it. We will have the sixth undisputed champ in the four belt era tonight. One man will remain undefeated and walk away with all four major sanctioning body titles and the ring magazine championship. The other will walk away with nothing and a blemish on their record. Their first defeat on the record. Who's your money on Taylor or Ramirez? Leave me a comment, find me on Twitter, find me on Instagram, shoot me a message, enjoy the fight guys, pour some good whiskey, get a good cigar, surround yourself around good company and good people, friends and family tonight, and enjoy this fight. This is an epic one, this is a historic one, and by the way, if you've been sleeping under a rock the last few nights, or at least the last 24 hours or so, maybe even 48 hours, right, we've had Big, big news in the boxing world. Deontay Wilder refused to take step-aside money and will be engaging against Tyson Fury in the third or the trilogy fight against Tyson Fury. He basically stood in the way of Joshua and Fury happening. He did not accept. I think it was a $20 million offer. He did not accept the offer. He wants to get in the ring He's seeking redemption, and there's endless videos of his training out there now, now that he's tied in with uh, with Malik Scott, I believe, is his new trainer. So Deontay Wilder's coming back for revenge, and now we're going to see that fight later this year, the trilogy fight against Tyson Fury. I cannot wait. Of course, we wanted Joshua and Fury, but who knows what the hell happened with those talks, and this seems like it's one of those obstacles that that fight had to, uh, had to overcome and wasn't able to. Now... Less than 24 hours ago, Manny Pacquiao ends up texting or tweeting out his next opponent. And his next opponent is none other than the truth, Errol Spence. And this will happen in August of this year. So we're just a few months away. Everybody thought that Bud Crawford was trying to land Pacquiao, which may have been the, the case. Did not happen. Errol Spence, in an interview that he gave me uh, this past March, check that interview out. You could find it on my on my tweet page, on my Twitter page, or you could find it on YouTube. I uploaded that one on the channel. Uh, the interview that I had with Errol Spence, he basically broke the news to me, saying that he was going after your Denis Ugas after his WBA title, get three titles under his belt, and that would make. The Crawford fight even more enticing so he could get that fourth title in a similar situation to what we have tonight, right? Try to unify all four belts. That was but uh, uh, Errol Spence's plan, and it seems like it went elsewhere. So, with Manny Pacquiao being the Reese's and champion as the WBA designated him, if the WBA respects their own decisions, because they named Manny Pacquiao the champion in Reese's, therefore the super champion of the WBA is your Denis Ugas. Let Pacquiao 
fight Errol Spence, challenge Errol Spence for his two titles. And let's have your Tenisugas unify against Bud Crawford. That will give, if Crawford is successful against Ugas or Ugas beats Crawford, you'll have a two-belt champion. And should Errol Spence be successful against Manny Pacquiao or Pacquiao defeat Errol Spence and take those two titles from him, you will be one fight away from having this very same scenario that we're about to face tonight in the four belt era, you will have that same scenario play itself out in the welterweight division, in the 147 pound division. The legendary Manny Pacquiao has signed and agreed to fight Errol Spence and that will happen in August. Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury will happen later this year. Now we just need the news of Canelo and Caleb Plant signed for September. Hopefully that happens here in the next few days or maybe coming weeks. That fight needs to happen. But with all that going on around the world, Bud Crawford is sitting on the sidelines. Hopefully the first call that they made is to your Denny Zugas trying to unify that, that, that division. With all that going on right now in the boxing world, all those news coming out, it's hard. It's hard to not get lost in, in all the news. But stay calm. Take a seat relax, grab a good drink, surround yourself with good company, and enjoy this undisputed, this unification title bout that we're about to have in a few hours' time between Jose Ramirez and Josh Taylor. Four belts, 140-pound division. This is history, and you get to witness it tonight. I wish you all the best. Thank you again for tuning in to the Toma Todito Show. And I'll talk to you all soon on the recap episode. Have a good one. Enjoy the fight, guys. Talk to you soon.